Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please stand your far code. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? It is 6 a.m. on December 31st, and I am going live. What am I doing with my life? I, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I got a new video game. No, I'm just kidding. I, uh, I, I went to bed super early. So I'm up super early, and I was... I saw that the uh, the Reason article was making the rounds and irritating most people in my camp. So I thought I would read it live and give you my instant reaction. Correct the record, if you will. I know many libertarians get uh, disenchanted when they see people that claim our label of libertarianism. And then they come out in defense of trans shows for children. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to read the article before I cast aspersions or judgment because I don't want to get it wrong, obviously. Um, but I wanted to start by saying I think that there's nothing wrong with entering the culture war, especially if you're a libertarian. I think that you know peaceful protest and voicing your concerns is what we should be doing as opposed to uh, you know litigating and demanding government solutions to every cultural ill that we face. So I don't agree that if you're like, if you want to sit out the culture war, feel free, you know, you don't have to engage, but if you're going to engage, I'd, I'd encourage you to be on the right side of the issue. You know, I think that's important. And it doesn't really do us a service when you have people that, that claim the mantle of libertarianism and come out and defend what I consider to be, uh, I don't know if it's sexual exploitation, but certainly the sexualizing of young kids. I don't understand why it's occurring. I mean, I do understand it to some extent, but I, uh, I obviously I oppose it deeply, and I think that most libertarians do. So <clears throat> let's uh, let's not pretend that reason has a monopoly on the narrative here, and let's give the counter narrative. Uh, also, I wanted to do one more episode before the year was out. I a lot of people do. Uh, like year in review type of stuff. And I feel like I already have a year in review. Like you can go look through my catalog. I covered everything basically. Um, so I didn't want to do that. I wanted to come up with something fresh and I feel like this is a good way to end it. Correcting the record. Why is reason wrong? Uh, before we get started with that article, I also wanted to thank you guys for the continued support. We did 1.5 million downloads this year. That's almost a tripling from what I did last year. Uh, incredible growth. And if we were to triple again this year, it would be a real entity at that point. I mean, if you're doing upwards of 5 million listeners per year, I only do two or three episodes per week. That's a lot of people. I mean, we're talking more people than attend a basketball game at that point. Uh, that would be 25 or 30,000 or 40,000 uh you know, listeners per episode. So thank you so much for spreading the word. Obviously, that's the the best way to grow the show. If you enjoy what I'm putting out there, tell your friends, let them know about it. Let's hop into it. Reason. Why have you forsaken me? Why? Why you got to do me like that? Here we go. The fight over kids at drag shows is a classic moral panic. Florida threatens a venue for letting minors attend a sexualized holiday cab cabaret performance with their parents. This is December 29th from Scott Shackford. And as I've said, it is now 6 a.m. December 31st, so two days later. Of course, 
Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his administration would contribute to the latest Christmas-themed targeting of drag queens as some existential threat. I like just opening up with obvious bias. <laughs> of course, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his administration would contribute to the latest Christmas-themed targeting of drag queens as some existential threat. Uh, for the record, I don't believe that anyone in this camp is targeting drag queens specifically, but rather drag queens with children in attendance. So the fact that that's left out right away, you already know the bias of the author and the fact that they're bringing up Ron DeSantis means it's a hit piece against him. So first sentence in, we already know this is not going to be an even-handed piece. The state's Department of Business and Professional Regulation sent a letter Wednesday to the Orlando Philharmonic Plaza Foundation, Orlando, Florida, because their venue was hosting a drag queen Christmas, a touring stage production crossing the country that's been around for eight years. The letter warns the venue that they have, quote, reason to believe that this drag show is of a sexual nature involving the exposure of exhi or exhibition of sexual organs, simulated sexual activity and or the sexualization of children's stories, end quote. See, even they're noting that it's children that they're concerned with. Uh, continuing on. <clears throat> The department says it has become aware that the show has been marketed to and attended by children. The agency warns that the drag show may be considered a public nuisance if minors are allowed to attend, provided that any of these claims of sexual activity are true. I don't see anything wrong with that. Thus, the venue could have its license revoked. In short, if you allow children to attend the drag fans drag show at your facility, the letter warns you are putting your license in jeopardy. The letter concludes that if the venue allows minors in at all, the department will take any and all action available to make sure you do not pose a threat to minors in the future. Emphasis added. You know, what, as a libertarian, do I prefer to see the state intervening? No, I do not. The fact that there are parents that voluntarily are taking their children to stuff like this is actually my concern here. So I don't know how I feel necessarily about DeSantis's office sending a threatening letter, uh, threatening licensure, which, as you know, I am not a fan. In fact, I oppose state licensing regulations. So that's an interesting uh, layer of the debate that I'll have to get into a little bit deeper. But continuing on, note that this letter doesn't actually say that there is any nudity or simulated sexual activity at this show, only that the department believes there is. Okay, yes, they said that if there were, and if there were children in attendance. Anyways, continuing on, it probably consulted this Twitter thread by Taylor Hansen, who provides images and clips of the show from its stop in Austin, Texas. A Drag Queen Christmas is a pretty raunchy show in the way that's familiar to anybody who has watched drag performances. So you say that they don't actually say that there's any nudity or simulated sexual activity at the show. And then you continue on in the very next sentence and you say that it's a pretty raunchy show. But the only nudity found in Hansen's clip and images is a pair of absolutely fake boobs. Okay. <laughs> Being worn by a drag queen. Okay. So there you go. There's nudity. I mean, I guess because it's fake, you're you're arguing that it's not nudity? Still weird to have kids there, is it not? Weird. Uh, there is a lot of overtly sexualized behavior and gyrating for people who are not actually naked or having sex. Okay. So there's fake boobs and a bunch of overtly sexualized behavior. What the fuck? Why are you going back and forth on this? So strange. Essentially, this is a Madonna concert. Circa her blonde ambition world tour days. Okay. I probably wouldn't want children 
attending Madonna in the 19 early 1990s or late 80s. Madonna, of course, is famously beloved by gay men and drag queens in particular for her wild looks and deliberately sexualized persona. She was threatened with arrest in Toronto back in 1990 for simulating masturbation during her live performance of Like a Virgin, though police eventually backed down. There was a moral panic then that children exposed Madonna's antics were being sexualized at a young age. Funny how some things don't change. Okay, well, let's look at the trajectory of the culture over the past 30 years, why don't we? Perhaps the conservatives, giving them the label of the ones being concerned with Madonna in the early 1990s, perhaps they were right about the sexualizing of kids as pop stars became more overtly uh, sexual in nature. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what Madonna did, uh, but if there was children that were attending uh, or idolizing her and then grew up to have an OnlyFans, for instance, probably not the best life trajectory. I think that's a fair thing to say. You don't have to actually want anything banned to have an opinion on it. I don't understand why libertarians, you know, TM, come out against this stuff or in favor of it, depending on what angle you look at this. Continuing on, if I had small children, I probably would not take them to the show. So you're saying it yourself. You wouldn't do it either. But what's clear from Hanson's clips is that several parents did voluntarily and seemed to know what uh, know that this was going to happen. The website Florida Politics notes that while the company says that all ages are welcome at the show, it also notes that local regulations may vary. At some venues, minors must be accompanied by an adult in order to attend which was the case at the Austin show in Hanson's clips. At others, minors are banned entirely. It doesn't appear that there's actual nudity in the show, and the amount of sexualization would put it at maybe an R rating if it were a movie. Okay, so you probably wouldn't have your child there, right? Uh, what we have here is a lot of screaming and politicization about families making entertainment decisions other adults do not like. This is flat out a moral panic. No! Every critique that these that all of the opponents have to this is that they don't want the kids involved. That's all they're saying. They're not calling for the show to be banned. They're saying no children allowed, just as you probably wouldn't want kids at a strip club. Now, because the breasts are fake, you could argue there's no nudity, but you've already admitted there's overtly sexualized behavior and prosthetic boobs on a man. It's a weird venue for a child, okay? I think it's fair to say that. Last line was, what we have here is a lot of screaming and politicization about families making entertainment decisions other adults do not like. I'm sorry, but if you're, if you're a parent and you take your 12-year-old to a strip club, I'm going to have something to say about it. Is that okay with you? I don't think... You should take your child to a strip club, and I also don't think you should take your child to see men that have prosthetic breasts gyrating sexually by your own description. Why is this inconsistent? Why is this a flat-out, quote, moral panic, end quote? Why? Let's see if he makes a better case, because I am thoroughly unimpressed so far. When I wrote last week about the targeting of these shows, some of the feedback I received insisted that while there's perhaps some anti-LGBT politics at play here, no, there's not, 
There is a legitimate problem with letting kids attend these shows and that it contributes to their early sexualization. It obviously does. This is not a moral panic, some insist, because it's not. There is a limit to the parents' rights argument, and this all crosses a line. Parents should not be allowed to take their kids to live drag shows. To that I say, by looking at the behavior here and the public response to it, we can see that, just as with Madonna, this is a moral panic. What the fuck? That's just an assertion. There's no argument there. Continuing on, people are exaggerating what is actually happening. I would definitely agree with anybody who says the show's content is sexualized, but the claim of nudity and simulated sex at these shows are very exaggerated to make it seem like children are encountering the same things that you might see at a strip club. Hey, there's my metaphor. In fact, in the threatening letter from Florida's Department of Business and Professional Regulation, officials point to a Florida court case that authorized shutting down businesses for violating lewdness statutes. But the example it uses, Hoskins versus Department of Business Regulation, is a case involving women providing lap dances to patrons at a strip club. That doesn't appear to be happening in the clips Hanson gathered. Well, however, I have seen many children with I don't I don't even know I don't even know the pronouns to use here, so forgive me, but dudes with fake boobs that are dancing in front of like and I'm not talking 12-year-olds. I'm talking like 4 and 5-year-olds. I've seen it repeatedly, okay? Repeatedly. I'm not saying this is the, the exact case that you're discussing, but to pretend as if these videos don't exist, as if it's not occurring at all, is also a lie. It is occurring. And it is extraordinarily sexualized. Extraordinary. You have like pasties just barely covering up the nibbles because some of these women, I don't know, men, I don't know, uh, have gotten, you know, breast implants. This is also so bizarre and hard to talk about. Uh, <laughs> continuing. Now, this is not to say that something similar hasn't or won't happen at a drag show, because it has, and you've seen the videos, I'm sure, because they've gone viral as hell. I would not be surprised to find out that one or more drag queens out there did cross the line when children were, pres were present. I mean, if you're going to write this article, could you just do the cursory research for fucking five seconds and see that they... There are examples of exactly what you're describing. You're just going to plead ignorance? I'm sure there's some. Yeah, there are some. We've seen them. Millions of us have seen them. That's why we're concerned in the first place. Uh, all right, continuing. I would not be surprised to find out that one or more drag queens out there did cross the line when children were present, displaying nudity or more explicit sexual simulation. But a hallmark of a moral panic is the belief that violations are much more common than they are. I'll, I'll grant you that. I'm sure it's not that common. Uh, we see this with the moral panic over stranger child abduction and sex trafficking. Ah, man, that's weird. See, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a moral, even a panic, about children being trafficked. I think that's like one of the things, if you're going to be panicked about anything morally, it should probably be about children being sex trafficked, right? Is that not something that you ought to be, like as any sane, rational person? Is that not a reason? Haha, <laughs> see what I did there? Uh, to be very deeply concerned? I think it is. And the overprotectiveness that stems from these misaligned fears is not harmless. No, misaligned, what, what? All right, 
Let's see what he says. The moral panic about child abduction has led to over-policing and threats to parents from the government. Take note, then, of DeSantis calling for the investigation of parents who bring their kids to drag shows. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, see, this is what I, this is what I keep going back to. I think that the parents shouldn't be doing it. I don't think it's necessarily criminal behavior. Like, what, what do you want to see happen here? If you have a parent who's taking their children to this type of shit, do you want like health and human services or family, uh, family law getting involved? Like, I don't think so. I, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't think that you like, you would be better being taken from that parent and putting into a foster home. Like, that doesn't seem like a solution here. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not necessarily going to endorse that, but I, I do think that there should be some cultural level of dissuasion. We should be encouraging people not to do this because I don't think it's healthy for the kids. If you want to teach them to be loving and accepting of everyone, okay, do that at home. That's fine. I think that's a good thing to do. I think it's a very Christian loving value to love everyone. But it's a little bit different to have men with prosthetic breasts gyrating in front of your child to teach them about acceptance and tolerance and love. It uh, it sends a weird message. Let's say that. Continuing, new laws are demanded even though existing laws are sufficient. Florida has laws about nudity and lewdness and the department's letter references them. But then it threateningly warns against allowing any minors into the show regardless of the content, period. Lawmakers have been proposing legislation that essentially treats drag shows as lewd conduct regardless of any sort of nudity or sexual activity. In Texas, a state lawmaker introduced a bill that classifies any sort of drag performance as sexually oriented, regardless of the content, simply wearing clothes of the opposite sex in a performance is suddenly sexual. It's a bonkers proposal with any number of potential enforcement problems, but that's something that happens with a moral panic. Because the moral panic exaggerate, exaggerates what's actually uh, happening, the solutions proposed are extremely broad and can cause additional harm rather than prevent them. I'll grant you that. But downplaying it to the extent, like, I, I'm sure there's some performers that have done some overly sexual things in front of kids is also not helpful because you're you're not addressing their concerns. You're gaslighting them. You're pretending as if it's not happening, as if it doesn't exist. And it does on video many times. So you're not helping either here. Because when they feel as if there is no cultural cohesion that is in general opposition to this type of thing, well then, they turn to the state, do they not? Reason? Is that what is that the outcome you actually want here? I would say it's probably not the outcome, since you're vocally opposing it in this very piece. So why downplay it? Seriously. Serious question. Why? Why downplay it? It is happening. You know what's happening. There's lots of examples of it, of it happening. Why pretend as if it's not an issue? I don't know why. It's strange. Continuing, uh, because the moral panic exaggerate what's actually happening, the solutions proposed are extremely broad and can cause additional harms rather than prevent them. We're still struggling to un undo the absurdly high prison sentences we've saddled drug users and dealers with because of our moral, moral panic in the 1980s and 90s over crack cocaine versus powder cocaine. Okay. However, that's about adult use. 
of something that isn't healthy. Just as I don't support a ban against drugs, I also don't support a, a ban against pornography for adults. I think that that's totally, it's a totally fair line to draw. That while I also, check this out, I also, despite not wanting it to be illegal, don't believe people should do crack. Yeah, check that out. So while I don't necessarily want parents to uh, take their kids to trans whatever the fuck Christmas shows, I also don't necessarily think it should be illegal. But I would encourage people not to do it, just as you shouldn't be doing crack, because it's not good for you. It's a bad idea. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Politicians are happy to sow fear in others in order to advance their careers. Yes, you are correct. DeSantis has made it clear that he's happy to perpetuate the culture war. Why? Why? The DeSantis dig. Why? It's just the, the political nature of this is so bizarre. Like, maybe, and I'm not saying that he's not a political figure or, or you know, he's not taking a political angle here. Of course he is. But like, there's a decent chance that he's actually opposed to it because I am. I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think you should take your kids to this shit. So the fact that he's perpetuating the culture war, yeah, I guess. Uh, continuing treating those with progressive politics as public enemies and fighting against the woke crowd, going so far as to endorse and encourage laws that clearly violate the First Amendment. See, this is this is interesting because you're connecting the dots between the woke crowd and people that support taking their children to these events. And I'll grant you, that's true. That is largely the, the group of people that is interested in doing, doing so. Uh, why? Why? Why does that correlate? It's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, line of thinking to take. Why would someone who's concerned with, say, minority rights be concerned with children being allowed to go to a drag queen story hour? Why? Well, because, unfortunately, for those that are in the LGBTQ community that aren't insane uh what's it called maps i forget what it's what the acronym stands for oh minor attracted persons <laughs> uh what a disgusting label uh are in fact a minority that many of the people in this woke crowd feel obligated to stand up for i would encourage you not to do so. If you aggress upon a child, the least I can say to you is that mm, I'm trying, I'm really trying not to lose my channel here. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. How about that? So uh, I'm not really interested in acceptance or tolerance of this particular letter in your alphabet, okay? And most sane people aren't either. We're not interested in it. We've heard your arguments, and we have dismissed them as wanting, as nonsensical, as insane, in fact. I am not going to accept children uh, being 
indoctrinated with the acceptance or tolerance of adults that want to sexualize them. Okay. That's a red line. No. <laughs> the answer is fucking no. I'm not going to accept that. So uh, I would encourage you to stop. Because it, if you, as long as you're you're grouping your entire label with the LGBTQ LMNP, well, as long as you include the maps in that, well, you're going to have a lot of people that oppose the entire thing because they oppose that. So if you think this is a moral panic, you might want to listen to the people that are panicking's concerns here and not dismiss and gaslight about what's actually occurring. Hmm. How about that? Uh, continuing. Treating those with progressive politics as public enemies and fighting against the woke crowd, going so far as to endorse and encourage laws that clearly violate the First Amendment. Eh, the First Amendment? I don't know. I guess. Really? Jack Queen's story hour is First Amendment? With children? I mean, we have age restrictions on a lot of things. So, I don't know. That's weird. Now, if he was banning the entire event, even for adults, yeah, I could see the argument. But age limits? Really? all for the purpose of cultivating and benefiting from the moral panic. Similarly, the attack on this same drag show in St. Louis was launched by a local politician who was considering a run for governor. And a state politician in Knoxville, Tennessee, was all over the drag shows there. The show in Orlando did take place Wednesday night, and the local Fox affiliate showed up to interview both protesters and opponents who stood outside with signs and rainbow flags. One state representative, Anna Escamani, Democrat of Orlando was there and accused the DeSantis administration of attempting to intimidate and cancel drag shows. Love that. Love that. Did they mention that Anna S. Kamani was also politicizing this event? No, they did not. Who stood outside, standing outside with the people with the rainbow flags, undoubtedly. State representative in Florida. She's accusing DeSantis of politicization, but no, no, no. Anna just has a good heart. You can't give the same benefit of the doubt to DeSantis's folks, could you? I know. I think it's political on both sides, personally. But I'm not going to assume that Anna is a good person and Ron DeSantis is some fucking culture war, you know, Nazi or something. <clears throat> Ridiculous. Uh, again, Madonna and the moral panic of pop and rap music in the 1980s and early 1990s come to mind. Florida is the state that attempted to ban Two Live Crew from selling a rap album by deeming it obscene. Great album, by the way. Until the group pop, pop, that, all right. Uh, <laughs> until the group won the battle in court. When we look back at those days, it may all seem absurd. Yeah, it does. Gen Xers, uh, I'm not going to look back on this and say it's absurd that we were concerned about kids being sexualized, just for the record. Not going to be not we're not going to look back on this 20 years from now and go, oh, my God, we did too much to pre prevent kids from seeing men with prosthetic breast gyrating in front of them. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. Call me crazy. We'll see. OK, we'll see. God, I hope I'm right. <laughs> if I'm wrong, we're in so much trouble. Uh, Gen Xers did not grow up to be any more sexualized or out of control than the baby boomers. Bullshit. Bullshit. That's totally a lie. And the millennials are even more bizarre and degraded sexually. And the Zoomers, they're not even having sex. They're so fucked up. So what? Huh? What are you talking about? That's such a weird assertion. Okay. Very strange. 
uh, claiming that drag shows are different in a subjective evaluation based on how a person feels about exposure to drag performances. It is an ex is an attempt to force one group of people's parental choices on the collective. Yeah, well, there are some lines we draw when it comes to other people's kids. For instance, you can't fuck them. You okay with that line being drawn? I would hope. So once we've established that there is a line, like you can't beat them either. If I see you beating your kid, I'm going to step in and intervene personally. Same goes here. Okay? So we, we've already admitted we draw a line. Now we're arguing over where, where we draw the line. Don't, pre don't pretend as if this is just a parental choice that we don't like. Beating your child is also a parental choice that we have applied to the collective because some people like to beat their kids. In fact, a lot of people used to do it. And fortunately, less and less people do these days. But part of the reason why is not just the laws that were put into place, but because culturally, we have all essentially, the majority of us, have come to the conclusion that it's fucked up. That you shouldn't hit your children because they're little precious beings and you don't hit kids just as they're little precious beings and you don't put them in front of dudes with prosthetic tits that are gyrating in front of them. You don't do it, okay? <sighs> Please. And the mindless tossing around of the word groomer is just an epithet designed to shut down opposition on the belief that nobody wants to be accused of supporting child sexual abuse. See, this one, this one strikes home because James Lindsay is obviously a friend of mine, been on the show, and he has uh, he has popularized this term. And for the record, James is doing this very knowingly. He is applying this label because he knows it bothers them. And you know why he's doing it? Because he wants them to stop. Same exact reason that people from the quote-unquote woke crowd call everyone racist because they want them to stop. Because they've identified a weapon, a word weapon. And because James, if you haven't followed him, you should, has studied this stuff extensively, he understands exactly the you know, social engineering that's that's going into these decisions on what labels to use and and abuse when you label people. And just as you can overdo it, where you call everything racist and suddenly people don't give a shit, well, you could also overdo it with this. But because James finds what's occurring with children to be so deeply concerning, he's willing to risk it because he wants it to stop urgently. Just as people in the critical race uh, realm have overused you know, racist and Nazi and white supremacist and all this other shit because that's how they feel too. I think they're wrong. I think James is right. But you can understand the tactics that he's using. Okay? Just clarifying there. It's a reminder of back during the 1970s through the 1990s when anybody who was not heterosexual was regularly accused of trying to recruit kids. Anybody? All right. I, I was there in the 90s. Don't remember that. Uh, moral panics about gay people interacting with children are hardly new. I'm sure that's true. Uh, we have laws about minors and nudity and sexually explicit life performances, and we have parents to take to make decisions for stuff that falls just on the legal side of that line. Huh. Okay. So, all right. Anyways, uh, that's how it has been for the longest of times, and drag queens don't change that calculus. If you don't want your children to see this stuff, don't take them. 
leave everybody else alone. See, that's where we run into problems here now, isn't it? I'm not going to leave them alone. I may not call for the state to put them behind bars because I'm not a status lunatic. However, I'm not going to leave them alone to break their child's mind. I'm going to voice my opposition to it. You know, no justice, no peace, that type of shit. Like, we still have full right, just as if if Twitter w had been, uh, you know, not having the government involved in setting their terms of service and they were banning everyone that was a libertarian, I still have every right to speak out against it, even if it wasn't a First Amendment violation, correct? Like, there are things that, even if it's not illegal, is still wrong. It's so weird when libertarians make this type of argumentation. Just leave them alone. No. No. Leave the kids alone. Leave the kids alone. I'm not going to leave parents alone that are fucking their kids up. Leave the kids alone. That's all we're saying. And if you're going to downplay it and dismiss it and pretend as if this is just a different a you know, different opinion on how to raise your child, fuck you. How about that? I'm not okay with it. Just as I'm not okay with you beating your child or selling them to someone else. No, not okay with it. And for the record, if you want to go on the side of legality, like where it's still legal but fucked up, if I see someone verbally abusing their child, if like they're just repeatedly calling them horrible names and, and you know, breaking their self-confidence. If they were a friend of mine, I would step in and say, hey, what the fuck are you doing? You out of your mind? I'm not going to leave them alone to parent as they see fit because it's none of my fucking business. No, I'm going to say something because maybe they've never heard it before. Like, you shouldn't tell your kid that he's worthless every day because it's going to break his spirit and then he's going to grow up to be a <laughs> to be a drag show performer and you did that to them <laughs> oh man oh that's it all right we're done um yeah hey the sun's rising how fun is that 36 people are watching how how is anybody awake right now this is crazy we got 55 comments holy shit i thought no one was gonna watch this is wild well thank you guys i guess i'll look through some of the comments see if you guys got anything to say uh, oh, there's a lot of comments. Jesus Christ. Okay, I can't read these and, and still keep the show going. Oh, we got a Jesus Christ super chat. Let's go. Uh, reason doesn't represent us. I ought to join the Patreon, but here's a 20. Happy New Year. Hey, thanks, Doc Fuji47. You the man. 20 bucks. Uh, good morning, Clint. Everyone say morning, 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 morning. <laughs> and then a whole bunch of different comments. But yeah, I I stand by this. I stand by it. I think that like it doesn't do the libertarian or liberty movement more broadly a service to just say, uh, we don't want to be involved. It doesn't. Because you know what? We live here. And if you have an entire generation of kids that are being indoctrinated, and see, this, it goes so much deeper. And this is the reason that I love James Lindsay's work, is because he has woken me up to the mechanism by which this shit is being rolled out. Uh, the, the, the diversity, equity, and inclusion, and the social-emotional learning. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other acronyms that I could 
bring up uh, when it comes to setting curriculum for children. But when you have elementary schools that are teaching um, you know, progressive sexual ideology to children, you end up with an entire generation that has a very different perspective from their parents. And sure, sometimes that's a positive. But guess what? Not everything that new is good. And sometimes there are things that are not progress, even when they carry the label of progressive. Make sense? So I don't think that it's progress, for instance, for us to be accepting and tolerant of people that are attracted to children. I don't think it's progress. Could I be wrong? Sure. I guess I could be. Uh, but I don't think so. I don't think I'm wrong to say that's a red line and we're not moving it. We're not going to move it because it's fucking crazy to move it. If you're attracted to the child and you don't do anything about it, I don't want you put in prison. I'm not going there. I think you have to commit an act. You're, you have every right in the world to have crazy thoughts. Same with if you think about injuring someone or yourself or, you know, committing murders or terrorist acts or whatever. You have a right to think whatever you want. And I don't want the state ever getting involved with that type of shit. But once you do it, we have a problem. We have a real problem at that point. So I'm not going to pretend as if it's okay. Okay? And if you try to teach my kid that it's okay when they're a child and they're around these adults who obviously have imbibed of this toxic elixir that believe that it is better to be tolerant towards these types of people. Well, it concerns me that perhaps they're doing that because they want to be around a kid who also believes that it's an okay thing to do. Now, do you understand why people like James Lindsay are using the term groomer? Because some of them, let me check my notes here, are, okay, some of them, not all, not most, some. And that's concerning. And if that's a moral panic by your definition, okay, I guess. I think that a moral panic ought to be about something that's not real. For instance, like black people being second-class citizens. Like, yeah, that's fucked up. I don't think that opposing the sexualization of kids is something that is wrong, and therefore, if you are upset about it, it wouldn't really be a panic, now would it? Whereas the people that were like, I don't want black people to have the right to vote, whole country will collapse. Well, yeah, that's a panic. That's a panic. All right. That's my take on it. Uh, leave the kids alone, okay? Leave the kids alone. And if you're going to carry the mantle of libertarianism and you're going to talk about this shit, get it right. Okay? Get it right. Because it allows people like uh, Matt Walsh to come out and say some dumb shit like this is why libertarianism will never be blah, 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 whatever. They're not going to take us seriously anyways. But the reason that they're bringing it up is one, because they do view the libertarian movement as a threat to their you know, established duopoly. And two, because sometimes, unfortunately, people like reason write shit like this and it makes us look like clowns. 
because most of us aren't out of our fucking minds and most of us do have deep concerns about the indoctrination and it's just not it's not just sexual in nature there's also a massive push to make them you know racially progressive in the sense that extraordinarily regressive in fact self-hating if they're white and then completely victimized if they're a minority uh through critical race theory i also oppose that what do you what do you say i actually oppose two things today uh and it doesn't make me a culture warrior or panicking about it to say we shouldn't have curriculum broad-based curriculum for every teacher that teaches all of these kids really toxic fucked up things that's not a book banning stance to take that's saying that if you're going to have public schools which we shouldn't then you shouldn't have curriculum across the board that fucks kids up right just as I'm sure this reason writer wouldn't want them to be taught some sort of extremist religious ideology, I also don't want them to be taught this extremist religious ideology, because that's what it is. It is. It's an extremist religious ideology. That's what sexual progressivism amounts to. And same with the, the Marxist ideological push. And it's not accidental. The people that created this, Paulo Freire, et cetera, uh, did so knowingly. This is about getting the youth to carry on the mantle of their ideology. And as soon as you understand that, you'll actually understand the fight that we're in. And until you understand that, you're going to write dumb ass pieces like this that make us look like idiots. Don't do it. All right. 40 minutes. Uh, it says you should do this every morning. This is a is better than any news broadcast. Well, thank you, Augusta. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, I'm actually going to go to the gym right now because I need to get started on my New Year's re resolutions. I've been working out multiple times a week, but I'm still fucking getting chubby because the holidays do this to me. I don't know what it is. Uh, so I got to get in shape. And uh, I hope I hope that you guys um, you know take this as an opportunity. Every you know I I don't really like the New Year's resolution thing per se. But I do think that there's something about you know the uh, the symbolic nature of the turning of the calendar, where you get to reflect on what you've accomplished and on what you hope to, and uh, I think it's always important to live in the present. However, on this particular 48-hour period from the end of 2022 to 2023, it's a good idea to reflect on you know what you've accomplished, appreciate that where you've fallen short, maybe analyze why, and think about. Uh, what you hope to do moving forward. And that doesn't have to be just a, a business outlook or an investing outlook. That can be personal life, you know, relationships, family. Um, do you have any, you know, friends that you've fallen away from that you, you wish you were still in contact with? Pick up the phone. Stop waiting for them. What an idea, right? Uh, don't You don't always have to wait for, for an apology. Sometimes it's okay to call someone. They might say, you know, I've been wanting to talk to you, but I just... I didn't have the nerve to pick up the phone, uh, but now that we're talking, I just wanted to say, you know, I'm sorry about this. Or perhaps they didn't even know, and if you if you broach it to them, they'll go, "Oh my God, it was just a you know, it was a misunderstanding, or I didn't realize, or whatever." You know, give give people an opportunity to build that bridge back, as opposed to building back better, which we don't like. Uh, I, I just think that that's a really good lesson. I, I, when I was younger, the reason I bring it up is because when I was in my 20s <clears throat> and teens, I was so vindictive. 
I was so, I was, I just, I could hold grudges like you wouldn't believe, especially in my early twenties. I just like, if you wronged me, you were dead to me. Like, even if you apologize half the time, I'd just be like, no, <laughs> like I'm never, we're never getting back together. We're never moving on. Um, I think there's obviously there are certain things that people could do to you that you should not forgive or forget. However, uh, I was not that way. I was, I was a little over the top and just like, minor minor disrespect never talk to me again um i'm not that guy anymore i really am not and i think that i'm a better happier person for it i think that i have healthier relationships in my life because of it so i would encourage you guys to adopt some of that if you haven't um if there's someone that that you feel you know a, a, an injure a long-term injury from or perhaps you've injured yourself uh, i would encourage you to take today or tomorrow uh, probably today, but tomorrow would be when they're hungover. So maybe they'll not be emotionally ready for it. So I don't know. Sometime in the next week. Okay. Pick up the phone, call them up, apologize, give them an opportunity to apologize. I, I really do believe that there's uh like, there's, it's really only you that's hurt by this. And, and if, if this is rare, but if you pick up the phone and Either they won't apologize or they won't accept your apology if you're the one that did the the wrongdoing. At least you tried. And I and I've I've had some of those. I have some mistakes, some really serious mistakes that I've made uh when it comes to relationships and things like that, where the person won't forgive me. And uh not my most recent relationship that just ended, just for the record, because I know people will just assume that's what I'm talking about. Uh, but longer, longer ago type of stuff. And uh it just it, it it's definitely a healthier place to be in from like hey i tried to make amends i did voice that like i you know i made a big mistake and i have i have grown from it i have evolved and i hope that uh that someday you know you can forgive and i really do believe that like holding that grudge is about as toxic i, I think it's way more toxic for you than it is for the other person honestly um so if you give them an opportunity to forgive or you give yourself an opportunity to forgive, uh, both sides end up better off. How about that? It's in the year on a high note. I, I do. I really think that that's a, a, a great, great, uh, great lesson. And one I wish I had. I think I mean, I, I probably knew it younger, but I didn't internalize. It. I didn't practice it. I really didn't learn how to Im implement it in my own life and uh, and become you know, the person I am today when I could have saved myself probably a decade of suffering. So take it for what it's worth. If you're still young and you want to hold grudges, you know, also feel free because it's not a moral panic. However, leave the kids alone. Okay. Let's end the, let's end the year with that. Let's go to 2023 where like people stop trying to do this to children. Can we do that? Can we all come together and just say, we're not going to take our kids to shows like this anymore because we're not fucking crazy. How about that? Uh, lots of lots of people wishing everybody happy New Year's. I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for the support. Seriously, a million and a half fucking downloads this year. That is so crazy to me. I mean, we're talking like 15,000 listeners per show. Um, many episodes did over 50,000. It's crazy to me. It's so cool. Uh, I just... I can't like I, I I can't even really process it. I like the fact that that you know over ten thousand people will will hear this sentence right now that I'm speaking right now. 
I don't know. I don't know how to process that. I just I'm sitting in my bedroom. <laughs> you know, like it's such a, it's such a weird thing. So uh, the fact that you guys have found it, um, you know, worthwhile and worth your time, and even more so worth your time to to tell others about it, is just so touching, genuinely so touching. Um, and I hope that I'm making a difference for you guys. And uh, I don't know. Keep being you. Keep fighting for liberty. Don't give up hope. I know a lot of people are black billed. I get black billed sometimes too. But I really think that uh, if you look back on the progress that we've made, um, and I include all of us in this this movement and this fight, uh, it's incredible. I, I sent out late last night. Uh, there was a, you know, probably three, maybe four commentators that I knew of that were discussing environmental social governance, ESG, uh, a year ago. Obviously, I've been doing it longer, but like a year ago today, there was like two or three, like in hardly anybody. And now you have Glenn Beck and Tucker Carlson and Vivek Ramaswamy and James Lindsay. Well, I think James Lindsay was doing it with me back then. Um, same with Adam Curry. Shout out No Agenda. They were on top of it early. Um, handful of others, obviously, but very few people. And look at this. As of Today, one year later, the vast majority of people, at least on the dissident liberty sphere, now know what ESG is and they oppose it ferociously. Huge progress. And I'm not taking credit for that. I just, I'm just saying, like, collectively, huge progress. Very proud of us. Whoever the fuck did it, you know, like it's, it's amazing. Um, you have states that are withdrawing. You have, uh, so, so much progress in this arena. You have entire like branches of Vanguard that are just shutting down because there's no investment demand. That's incredible. Uh, so I'm just saying like, there's a lot of reason for hope like that. What, even though it seems really daunting and almost insurmountable when you're facing, you know, the biggest state in human history, what's, what's brilliant about it is because their narratives are based on so much fabrication and deceit and lies. It doesn't take a lot to dismantle them. And the COVID narr narrative is another one that we just absolutely demolished over the past three years. And as you guys know, like the first year of my show was completely dedicated to that. So the fact that we've made so much progress where the, the vast majority of the population, the quote unquote normies now almost entirely, like everyone I talk to, there's no pushback. There's no real dissent. You have the uh, you know fringe lunatic who's still masking up and proud of it. You're like, who the fuck is this? And how are they still functioning as a human being? Um, but the vast majority of people are like, they're with us now. Like lockdowns were terrible. Masks don't work. Yeah. I shouldn't have got that thing. Yeah. So massive progress. I just, I just feel like there's a lot, there's a, you know, in the moment it feels so hopeless and help like you're helpless, but uh, I just don't think that there's any reason to feel that way. Seriously. Fauci, prison, 2023. Let's go. Anyways, uh, if you guys want to support my work, as always, go to libertylockdown.locals.com. Sign up to become a supporting member. Uh, first week of January, I'm going to try and do an AMA. Plus, we'll get Anomaly back on for an exclusive over there in January. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just loving life. Love and light. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, make sure you leave a like, comment, and subscribe right now. Go do it right now. We got like 58 in here. Go do it right now. Hit like, comment, subscribe. We're out. Oops. We're out. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. We're